0: Hi, friends. Welcome to the Wabi Sabi podcast, episode number 130. It has been quite a hot and wet summer, and that wasn't sexual, but whatever it was. Um, (laughs) I mean, in New York, it's like torrential downpour, and it is hot as fuck. It has been nice to take a tiny little break and peep out to the West Coast, see my mom and dad, Let them make me feel like I'm a small child again and yell at me for the first three days I'm here, which makes me want to leave immediately. And then I'm also just humbled by their grace and their excellent parenting, which is also quite annoying. But at the same time, it is nice to feel like a kid again sometimes. Um, Life is really interesting. There have been a lot of questions I've had over the last few weeks Um, One that stood out that I had read was about a young girl asking about comparison. This is a really good topic for today because I I go through this too. And people probably do not think that women um, in my caliber or my line of work in front of the camera, in journalism, or even modeling or TV hosting. I think the assumption is that we have a great life... And that we don't have any sadness or pain or sorrow or anxiety, comparisons um, or deep depression, etc. But the truth of the matter is not everybody has to expose their personal health issues or mental wellness or health issues with the public. So you're never actually going to know what battle somebody is fighting Second to this point of comparing your life, say you are um, looking at somebody who's, you know, going to the Hamptons every weekend or they have a house there and they go there every summer. I learned this very early on when I was Cynthia Stito's sous chef and we used to cook for the Stereo Boys and a couple other celebs out in the Hamptons and also in the, in the Hollywood Hills and in Malibu, like on the waterfront and up on the hills. These are all places where I could have and probably did at some point compare my life to theirs. There will always be somebody richer and smarter and thinner and more fabulous than you. It doesn't mean much. It doesn't help to tell women this kind of advice. But it will help you to put into perspective that it doesn't even matter if you became uber famous or successful, or rich, or if you had it all. Because at the end of the day, these people are no better than you and I. And they have the same problems, if not maybe more. And it is so hard not to compare. And if you're not getting invited to the parties, or the events, or say you don't have a high profile, but you snark and watch and look look, I do get invited to the parties and I do go to the events and it's majorly and only because I write for big magazines and I report on news outlets like Today Show. But it doesn't make me any better or any worse than anybody else. So in today's episode, I'm no expert, but I can try to go through my own personal experience and share with you how I've had to cope I actually feel great about where I'm at now. I have been to enough events over the last 20 years to notice who is real and who is massively insecure almost upon the moment somebody lays eyes on me and vice versa. I only have confidence because I've been writing for 20 years and I'm on my eighth book. I am not perfect. I will not claim to be. This is simply advice that I'm giving all of you because it's the same advice I have to take myself. But I can bet you that a lot, if not the majority of these people putting on for you on Instagram, they probably are some of the most insecure people out there. From personal experience, when a woman puts... Bikini photos and nude photos and butt photos and boob photos excessively out there. It's usually because they're in need of attention and validation from outside resources, people, other magazines, other influencers, etc. And I also want to preface this in saying I'm not an influencer. I have never been one, and I will never I will have no desire to ever have that title. At the very beginning of influence culture, my agent Strand at WME used that term with a lot of us because at the time you had to be a multi-hyphenate and a multifaceted hustler, which included being an influencer, quote unquote. And then now the term just seems very toxic and gross. And it's not something that I want to be associated with Although as a magazine editor, writer, and author, journalist, when we go to these parties, of course they're in the wheelhouse of people that attend now. And if anything, they trigger me more than anyone else in the room. I mean, the the biggest A-list celebrity in the room will usually come over to me at some point or vice versa if I'm not too afraid. And I'll say hi and introduce myself or vice versa at some point. I do believe that it takes one to see one and know one. And there's a comfortability in knowing that you have a confidence that exudes grace when you are not thirsty. So for instance, when I started reporting on the Today Show, Al Roker, Savannah Guthrie, Hoda Kotb. um... Jenna, I mean, they Chanel, they all come over to me and they have a big smile on their face and they have loving energy and positivity and grace and humility and they want to talk. Now, when I go to a party and I meet these influencers, it is the complete opposite. Sometimes it looks like they have a lot of weird plastic surgery. Sometimes they're trying too hard. And this is not a dig on them or their community at all. But as a writer who's been doing this for a really long time, it does make me feel really uncomfortable. And it's strange because I can't actually differentiate the events that are professional versus the ones that have like the influencers mixed in because they're officially all jumbled in together just like social media is. So you're never actually going to be able to tell the difference until you do a little bit of research on someone. Case in point, When you see people posting stuff that makes you feel shitty about yourself or not good or less than, just unfollow them. It's really simple. It's one button. You can also start limiting the time that you use on apps. And we'll go through threads a little bit today, which is going to be another social media outlet that's going to trigger you. It is so hard not to be swayed. And not to feel like you're not living a great life. But even when I cooked for those people in the Hamptons and Hollywood Hills and Malibu. With Cynthia. We were on Top Chef Season 1 together. um, And she has massive A-list names that we used to cook for. And I don't name drop. So I never actually... Because there was no social media back then when I got started. And I was 22, 23... I never compared my life to them and I never said, Oh, I want to be like this and I want to make sure I go to the Hamptons every summer. I actually thought it was kind of weird because I grew up with immigrant parents in San Diego, in North County. We had beautiful beaches, we had real surfers, we had, you know, a culture here that was just stunning and knock on wood. I'm grateful that I had Carlsbad, California to come back to every single year. Now, not everybody might have the beach culture that they grew up with. So, say you're from Connecticut, like where my dad's from. It's still beautiful to go back to Connecticut, see the water, do some foraging. Like, look at the gorgeous autumn leaves. Just try to find the beauty in going somewhere else that's not the Hamptons during the summer. It's not that great. It is gorgeous. But I will tell you this, and this is the truth. I have gone many, many times for 20 years now. And I have only gone for work. Every single trip was work related. And you know, it, that means that I was a I was hired to do something, whether it was an event or a boat ride or cooking. You know, I cooked for Belvedere on like a yacht once. It was like a vintage yacht. Um, I also hosted like a big Reebok Bandier thing at a pool, and i I just went out to support another friend's work event. And then years before that, we cooked for the Stereo Boys. If you guys know Old New York, you will remember that club. Um, I think it turned into marquee or something down the line. I don't know, I can't remember too many drinks back then. Too many men. <laughs> but the the point being is like I don't want you ladies or you gents or whoever you guys are, they, them, he, she, who, doesn't matter, all of you. I don't want any of you to think that anyone has a better life for you from compared to you just because they have a house in the Hamptons. Um, I also think influencer culture is really dangerous because unless you're married to a rich guy or girl or you have rich family money to sustain that type of lifestyle, it's not really sustainable. I will tell you firsthand, if you don't have a nest egg as somebody who's not from money or married into money and like I'm 100% self-made, if you don't have an nest egg, you won't be able to live a life where you are promoting and posting utter bullshit just like every day. Like your private jet flight or your chef prepared meal or the fucking gifts you get sent every week. Things like this. And you know what? I, I have had many people send me amazing things over the years. And I think there is a huge difference between mailing gifts to a bona fide writer, editor, journalist, and mailing gifts to an influencer. And this is where I ask everyone who works in media, everyone who reads magazines, who subscribes to newsletters, everyone who works in branding and casting and production, I will ask you to ask yourself to separate a professional from an amateur and i will put every influencer in the amateur category because they do not have fucking real life experience i don't give a fuck if they hosted a lunch that you fucking prepared for them that's not work going to the fucking market and grocery store washing the veggies prepping chopping you know selecting the yields doing the menu writing out with the chef doing everything by hand for hours and days before an event is is real writing a book which takes at least for me five years or so to write a full-fledged cookbook to produce direct write, shoot and and really put together the whole thing from start to finish that is real work going on the today show and preparing for your segments I have to memorize at least seven different products in the next few weeks and although I was a professional host at Home Shopping Network for a while I still get nervous you guys before preparing for this type of work so this is an important thing for you to note too I'm asking you as a consumer and a reader and a scroller just somebody who's looking at social media especially even threads now there are so many people out there that have way too much time on their hands and they're not actually doing professional work in-house at the news stations or the magazines but rather just like posting incessantly and maybe that's their job now you know there was a whole new category that was created over the last few years but in no way would I ever call any influencer a professional I could cook any of them under the table I don't care what title they gave themselves I will always say this till the day I die: that titles are earned they are not self-proclaimed and if that is a way that you can start looking through a different lens, I understand if you are young and you are in your 20s or 30s and you see influencers as professionals. I don't. I don't. And I'm not a CUNT. I just don't see it. I believe, I, even if my dad says that nobody cares, he says, Nobody cares. Okay, well, dad, I care. I care tremendously. Because you come from nuclear auditing in the US Navy and engineering, and you had experience and a degree, and you gave your life to the military for years. And that to me is devotion. And for me, I did the same thing in the food and wellness, beauty and lifestyle categories. And even if nobody else cares, <laughs> Saul Bass says, and we say often on this pod with consistency. I want to create beautiful things even if nobody cares. To me that is the sign of a true professional. It means that when the door is closed and when nobody's watching, you'd still do honest, profound and prolific work with your own two hands and your own heart. And that my friends is real shit. And if you don't believe that and you want to follow the influencers, it's there's nothing wrong with it at all. I just want to draw a big fat line in the sand between the two. I just want everybody who's hiring talent to start to see the difference. And my years of fucking burning my arms and wrists and hands all over stovetops and ovens and, and with knives and it just, they can't go unnoticed. I do feel that when we are, comparis- when we are comparing and when we live in comparison, we might be robbing ourselves of life's true essence. So if you are that beautiful young girl and you are envious of some douchey influencer who is filtering all their photos, going on some trip or going to some tete concert, please, my friend, my love, my dear, my sweet darling, do not feel shitty about it. They are certainly... Not posting to make you feel bad. They are just doing all that they know with their thumbs. And you, my friend, can go to Connecticut. You can go to Florida. You can go to Pennsylvania. You can go to France. You can go to Japan, Morocco, South Africa. You can hit up all your friends over and like I have a, a couple of Peruvian friends. I would love to go visit. I would love to go see my sister in London or go see where my dad grew up in Poland. There are a million other places to go besides the Hamptons. It is a beautiful spot that has been really trashed by a lot of people. Not not like physically trashed. It's still absolutely beautiful. But it's it's been like overhyped and sort of like... I just don't, I don't like the overposting thing, man. It's weird. I don't know. There's no shade at all in me saying this. I still have some friends who are influencers and I do like some of them, but I also, you know, do go to parties where I feel a little bit weird because, you know, if you're not a real model or a real TV host... I sometimes wonder what your offering is to the world. Is it simply an opinion? Because that to me is not the essence of life. The essence of life is like traveling to Japan to see my great aunt so she could teach me about matcha. That, you know, these are practices that are instilled in my family that she learned from being a tea master's apprentice until he passed away. And it is culturally. Appreciating my own heritage and learning about matcha, and then resharing that information in fascination, in envy, in awe of my own family and heritage and learning. It is going back to Poland with my father, hopefully soon, and learning about the soil in northern Poland where he grew up as a farm boy, and visiting the northern lakes of Poland, and learning of the essence of like who I am and where I come from being European and Japanese. These are things that you can do in your lifetime. You can also virtually just go to the beaches of the Caribbean, the Keys, Jamaica. You know, you could just go and relax and like not care and not do anything that's like learning about your heritage, but rather just enjoy the sweetness of life. Um, it, it's very difficult. I totally get it. And I just wanted to state this on today's podcast more of like a psa more than anything if i can save a life my hands on my heart and let you ladies and gents and all of you know that i love you deeply and i have been there and i try my best not to compare so this is where we transition into into threads today now i know you guys have probably seen how i'm not a big fan of twitter At one point when Jack Dorsey owned the platform, it was okay, but as the years progressed um, over the last few, it has not been favorable for those of us who are really honest and loving and kind. And, you know, I'm not going to post Kitten Rescue or a fucking blueberry smoothie on an app where they're open to hate speech and discrimination and... Um, it's weird. It's, It's almost like untrue to who you are. I also didn't find it to be a very safe space. I also don't like asking people questions all the time. I don't want to talk to just like nobody. I'd rather talk to my friend or my cat or my therapist. So I do think it's a little weird to like incessantly write questions to your community unless it is meaningful, timely, and you really need it. Like, say I'm stuck on something with my next book and I'm like, hey, would you guys rather see more salads or more soups or more smoothies? Something like that. Or I just want to answer your questions directly. Like, things that you want to hear. So, while this new app is exciting threads that Zuckerberg was very smart on opening in parallel to Instagram because he made it very easy to join and download the app... It's still in its early stages. So we still need to be very careful with boundaries on social media. So what you need to do is not compare to others. I find myself doing the same thing. You need to not be mad when other people that you know don't follow you back. Like that's something I get really sad about. And I will actually like crawl into a ball and like get depressed when I see myself sort of feeling left out. Um, I think a lot of that might come from some past relationships with girlfriends. I have a lot of pain swarming around old friends and it's been it's been there for a long time. And it's something that I have to talk to my therapist about. Um, so I hope if you need to hear that information, maybe you have pain from an old relationship or somebody who left you or an old job or maybe dreams that never came to pass. Like I, I too have those types of feelings all the time and I'm going to talk to my therapist about it. You know, I I had a small discussion with my mother about how I went really deep into audible with spirited and I had shared my own personal story. And although it helped like maybe say 90% of people who wrote a review There was a small percentage of people where they it didn't help them because maybe it wasn't relatable or they just didn't want to hear about experiential like spirituality and development, self-development and going through the stages of life from 20 to 40. Like like these are all things that are okay. But what I know that we can control is I think we have to be able to learn how to control our own emotions around social media and not be triggered by these outside things a lot of this has to come from the human brain and how we can rework our reactions to things that we see our senses what we believe our belief system our morals and values like I'm simply telling you how I feel about influencers and that is like just to belief it's not the truth it's not not the truth it's just my opinion which is frankly what they do all day (laughs) like I honestly don't understand why people take skincare advice from 20 year olds dude you're fucking 20 what do you know about skincare please (laughs) sorry guys but wait until you're 40 and that is the ultimate testament to I should follow this person because she's a fucking beauty queen and she's 40 you know, things like that. That's like, come on, guys, isn't that like common sense? Or have we absolutely lost our minds? Besides the screaming children out the window, um, my parents live in a very family-oriented neighborhood. It is been really nice to see a positive launch on threads. So if you want healthy recipes and a healthy social media following It is great if you guys do follow and comment. I promise I don't do triggering posts. um, And I'm not posting for attention. I have a great partner. I post merely to share really good recipes and really good content. And I think there's a lot of smart people out there that do the same. But in no way, shape, or form do you need to be on an app all fucking day and all night. So we must learn how to put a boundary up around these apps. Um, And I pray for each of you to find clarity this week in your journey. If it feels like you've been stuck lately, I'm right there with you. And I believe we're all mirrors for one another. So I will, before I go into questions, say this. Um... I've probably felt more lost than I ever have before at 41 this year. And I'm not sure if it's because I moved back to New York and things are not how they once were. Or if God or the universe and the angels or some spirits are telling me to shift my career a little bit. I'm not sure but I want you to have a deep think inside of who is talking to you and what are they saying and, and how to not worry about the things you can't control and how to love the people that come into your life that want to be with you and that love you and to stop comparing. Because if you are constantly looking at other people's stories and posts and life. You will mess out on your own. And they are not any better than you. They are not any more beautiful. Or attractive. They are not any more special. We are equally special. On this planet. And you have an offering. And a story. That is very unique. And in your own time. You will reveal. How And why you are here. And it will take some time. You know, being 41 and having these weird thoughts is just, it's actually, not only is it sad and scary, but it's also a little bit fascinating. Because it gives you this time to create like a blank canvas once again with your life. And you can do anything you want with it. Remember, my dear, the world is your oyster. And we all know when there's no grit, there's no pearl. But you're also not going to go anywhere with your one precious and beautiful life if you're looking around and comparing to weirdos all day. People that aren't even real. People that have eating disorders and people that have their own mental health issues. And people that need to seek therapy and self-healing. These are people that you should unfollow right now. And you should do a deep dive inside on how you can see your own friends, see your own therapist, and put a boundary up around social media. It is very strange that we are at this time together at a crossroads in our lives but you, my friend, are right where you are supposed to be. Take a deep breath in and take a deep breath out for questions for today. You can always, um, and now I'm going to ask you guys to go on threads and write questions to me. Comment on the recipes and tell me what you want more of. I always ask some random little questions just here and there to help the pod and the new book that are both for you. Um, Craig N writes, Candice, you would be an incredible travel personality. And why haven't you been traveling or writing about travel as much? Well, Craig, this is a, a great question. And another gentleman had brought that up to me on threads as well, which I think is the kindest thing in the world. I believe it was Denny Lima. Um, Another great fan that has listened to the pod for a while. You know, since 2020, we weren't able to travel. But even so, before then, in 2019, I shot the whole year with, like, Vogue in 2018 and 2019 and then NHK World in 2019 in Japan. And I was also a very lost person. Um, I had horrible depression and an addiction to sleeping pills, which I talk about more deeply inspirited my Audible Originals book in case you're struggling with your own addictions. And I was in terrible debt from the show in 2019. And once the pandemic hit, um, everyone was out of work, including myself. So I drained my savings to write, direct, and produce, and host the show in Japan and stay overseas and pay for the entire crew, accommodations, travel, flights, meals, everything. And then um, I was delusional. I mean, I didn't know what I was doing. But I produced an incredible show and it won a lot of special awards. And I think I'm still recovering from the losses that I um, took a bunch of L's. Yeah. And my addictions also led me to like travel nonstop, like addictively running away from my own demons and never fucking facing them which is another thing I talk about in spirited quite a bit so I've regained a lot of my own confidence and I've actually regained my entire savings account back and then some which I will talk about down the line with financial spirituality and experience with financial wellness firsthand not like a D-bag wannabe financial person on TikTok, but actually somebody who is pretty fucking successful considering I am a solo writer. Uh I think a lot of us like hurt ourselves and we don't even realize it until we look back and we say, Oh my god, like I was so fucked up at that time. Yeah, I just ran away from all my problems for a really long time and I abused travel and my credit card as a way to escape. So things to talk to my therapist about. But it means I will happily start writing again. One of the most beautiful women out there in journalism is, is Arianna Huffington and I know there's like an open door policy to writing for Thrive. So I thought about writing with her again. Uh, let's see. I, I've also been kind of hurt by a lot of people I used to write for that are not very kind. and Or the industry has changed a lot. So we just... I'm trying to rework so I can put beautiful content meaningful integrity-filled content somewhere brilliant. So reach out to me. <laughs> I've got a lot of goodness coming and it can't just go in books. Um the second question from Jimmy is, Candace, what kind of recipes do you eat on an everyday basis? And this is a good question. It's these are um recipes coming in the new book are actually the first everyday quote unquote recipes that I'll be writing. Um you know like Yesterday, we had pan seared salmon with veggies and a big salad, but I also pigged out on like tons of chocolate before and after. Um, and then I went to a studio bar workout, so they kind of all balance <laughs> each other out. <laughs> and then, um, sometimes I like I really love making homemade wraps at home, so like a breakfast wrap or a burrito or Anything with a wrap is delicious. And then, like today, I had fish tacos and another big salad. Smoothies, blueberry smoothies, green smoothies. Lots of matcha lattes. And for dinners, a lot of the time, um, my partner and I will do, like, pasta with fish or veggies. um, Some kind of protein, some kind of vegetable, and some kind of starch. And we... I have this thing called Degrees Healthier, which is sort of the style that I cook now because I'm in my 40s and I still want a Marg and, you know, a lot of pasta or tempura or chocolate. And I'm obsessed with eating, like, real shit, like not anything low-fat or non-fat or douchey. So it's important for us to remember that, like, we want to follow people who have a lot of experience in food and cooking. And thank you for asking the question, Jimmy, because I'll um, I'll continue to write really good recipes for all of you. And I'm excited to share them with you along the way. So I'll post a lot more recipes on threads for all of you. And the last question of the day for today is, Candice, your dreams. Oh, this is from Marcy L. Your dreams seem like they have been so big and wild. Why do you keep going? Especially if a lot of the times you talk about how it is so little pay. And very true, Marcy. A lot of passion projects that come along, unfortunately or fortunately, for real artists are not big paid projects. I'm still searching and I would love for anybody that's in casting or directing to reach out to me. I, I do have agents and I have a wonderful team I work with on writing right now. Um, actually, two actors from Glee that I adore. And they're like my big writing partners. And we've been writing together for almost a year now on the same show. So if you can imagine how much detail and time, consistency, review, conversation. These things are important in writing really brilliant shows and books and ideas that come You know, a lot of us come from a generation where we don't want everything quick and clickbaity and just like cringeworthy. A lot of stuff just won't age well because people aren't thinking through the process of artistry. So because, Marcy, I come from a family lineage of artists on my mother's side in Japan and farmers and uh, purveyors of the land on my dad's side of the family don't know it must be an immigrant parent thing I just feel like it's really important to be a true artist and to do things no matter what the pay is like most of my writing has been free for 20 years and I'm waiting for a new project to pop up and come my way or for a phone call or an email I'm I'm ready you know, I haven't said that quite often. I'm still scared. But I think I would kill it um on a cooking show or a docuseries. And I would love to help other people in doing so. And the last cooking show I was on was Celine and Chef. And it was great because everyone makes the matcha cookies and the ramen and to have my recipes circulated all over the world. I mean, Spain, Brazil, Portugal, Japan, Philippines, Vietnam, all over Europe um, and Latin America. I mean, people make my recipes, Africa. um, I've also, you know, been able to learn about African culture in Ghana and learn about how my friends even practice wellness in Australia and I think travel and experience is is what helps me to feel like I'm fulfilled in a way without having a big bank account. So experiences perhaps are more meaningful to me at this moment in my life. Um, but I would love nothing more than to have a cooking show. And I, I truly hope it happens. Not just because you want me to say douchebag and C-U-N-T and go fuck yourself like on the show. But because... I think people want that. Like more real people allowing a cool chick to be herself and not like judging women anymore in food. I think that we don't allow women to be fully themselves in the food industry on TV and media. And I think Selena and Chef was one of the closest shows that came to showcasing people as they came. There wasn't like a show we were putting on. It was just us at home. So yeah, I hope beautiful things come and I'm ready. I truly hope that each of you take a deep breath in and take a deep breath out. I hope each of you is able to experience life in its fullest essence and not compare to others along the way. There could be a lot of shitty people that you're following, too. P.S. And my mom would say, because I said, oh, yeah, what's the deal with this Threads thing? Shit. Well, I was on a plane. Where, where have I been? And she's like, oh, yeah, I really knew about threads. Zuckerberg and Elon, they're probably going to sue each other. You know, they are in like a fight. I really know about it. So later on, when we were making okonomiyaki for dinner, which is another dish I make quite often... And I said, hey, what do you think of threads? Just like annoying my mom. I don't know if you guys do that, but I love doing that. I'll probably have a child that ends up doing that to me one day. So it'll be karmatic. But she said, it's annoying. annoying." And then like ran away from me. So she (laughs) clearly does not give a fuck. (laughs) So you shouldn't either. There's a whole world out there of individuals who don't care about this stupid shit. I think that we're all really dumb and we make it our world when it is a tiny mere just grain of sand compared to everything else in life. Be grateful for your health. Be grateful for your wealth. Be grateful for the opportunities coming your way. And be a good person and pass the kindness on to others. Thank you for listening. Follow my newsletter at CandiceKumai.com. Thank you for your feedback and your questions. I've totally, if you can't tell, I take your advice every week and I started to work on the volume on the pod, which I wanted to do for you. And I'm trying to make it the best quality I can while I'm on my own. Um, But hopefully that will change too and we'll have a team one day so that we can make it spectacular for you. Have a great week. Love you guys. And don't forget to share this pod with like two best friends. Even if it means just putting it out into the metaverse and sharing somewhere along the way. Because life is always wabi-sabi. And this pod will help somebody else on their perfectly imperfect journey. Especially if you are comparing two. I'll talk to you guys next week. Have a beautiful one. Ciao.